Good evening and welcome back. I hope that you enjoyed our series so far entitled Daily Digging. Our week started off with a rush, reminding us of why it's important to dig into God's word every day in the first place. Also, Desi showed us some great tools and how to use them so that we can become more effective diggers. Meg helped us think about finding the best time and place to dig every day so that we can get into that routine. Wasn't that a great Bible study last night with Rachel? illustrating for us how to dig. Now tonight, we're going to tackle another very important aspect, teaching our kids to dig. Regina's going to speak to us about the importance of passing on this generational wealth. Take it away, Regina. Good evening. It is so good to be with you tonight as we gather together at our gathering hub from newrtpc.info or Facebook or YouTube or however you're coming to us. I'm so glad you are with us tonight. We are going to begin with prayer and then dive straight into our lesson. Thank you, God, for the ability to gather together, even in this unconventional, non-traditional way. God, we realize that in these strange times, it is still important for us to get together, to hear the word of God, to focus on you for a part of our day. Help us, Lord, to learn something. Help me to express your word, to express your will, and help us each to leave tonight's broadcast a little different than we came. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This week we're focusing on digging our own wells, and the primary point of this week is to learn about Bible reading, Bible study, and how to integrate the Bible into our daily lives so that we can see, keep ourselves spiritually healthy. My part of the week's assignment is something that I'm very happy to be doing. It is digging wells with kids. Um, I love kids. I, it's a good thing because I have five of them and that is not an accident. We chose to have each and every one of those children. Um, I chose to have each and every one of those children as well as my husband. And I love kids. When I was working as a nurse, I was a pediatric nurse and, um, I, for years was the Newark UPC Director of Children and Youth Ministries. So every stage of my life really has had some impact, hopefully positive, on kids. And so I'm very excited to be speaking tonight about digging wells with children. If, however, you are not a parent, this broadcast is mainly directed toward parents, but I want to encourage those of you who are not parents that you listen anyway, because a lot of you are grandparents, aunts, uncles, um, maybe you're a Sunday school teacher, or you are a Bible quiz coach, or a neighbor who babysits occasionally for, for their neighborhood kids or something like that. It's good for us all to have children in our lives and to realize the importance of them. So even if you're not a parent tonight, I encourage you to stay tuned. Uh, some of the things that I'm saying even can apply to us as adults. So um, 
it is mainly for parents and I don't apologize for that. As you will see, parents have a lot of power and responsibility and it's important for us as a church to help them with that. So with that said, um, I want to show you first of all what I'm feeding my kids for dinner. It's good to have a balanced diet, right? So we have Sour Patch Kids and we have some chicken. Oh wait, these these are chicken, I guess, but they're they don't taste like chicken. They're marshmallow peeps, leftover from Easter. So we're having leftovers tonight. Um, something from the dairy department. Uh, nacho cheese Doritos. Uh, that's corn, right? And here's some more corn. I guess I should balance it better and maybe have some potato chips or something. But here's some Fritos case you don't like the the dairy of the nacho cheese and then as a dessert we'll have some Kit Kats. So we have a balanced diet here right we have chicken and uh, sour and chocolate and plain and cheese. We have a balanced diet for my children for dinner tonight right? No I would be an awful terrible parent if I fed my kids junk food and they would not be healthy would they they would soon be sick they would not be able to fight off COVID-19 if they got it um, they would start having vitamin deficiencies and would not have good energy wouldn't be able to concentrate on their schoolwork because they were not fed healthy nutritious things in a similar way we have to be careful that we're feeding our children good healthy nutritious spiritual things. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. The scripture text I want to pull from is Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 through 7. Listen, O Israel. This is something that is very important to the people of Israel. God is saying, listen, hark, behold, tune in. Hey, you. The, the name for this that the Hebrew people have is called the Shema. And Shema is simply the first word of that. And it means, listen, pay attention. Listen, Israel. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Well, this was important to them because the people all around them were polytheistic, worshiping many, many gods. And God is telling them, you as a people, listen. You have to have one God and the God is me. There is one God and you must serve him. The next part says you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. So he's giving them a truth and then he's telling them what to do with it. You must love this one Lord your God with all of yourself. Heart, soul, strength. I don't think there's much more to us in our lives than heart, soul, and strength. The next part, and you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. This is something that you have to put in your life and commit yourself wholeheartedly. You can hear the emphasis that God is giving to this scripture, to this command. This is your identity. You are to love God with everything in you and you have to be committed to it. Now the next part is my focus and why this is so important. 
to our lesson tonight. Repeat them, them being all these things, the idea that the Lord is your God, you must love the Lord with all your heart, and these commands that I'm giving you, this law, you have to repeat these things again and again to your children. Luckily, he doesn't just leave it there. He gives them some more instruction. Talk about them, again, them being the commands, when you are at home and when you are on the road. There's nothing else, really. You're either home or not home. When you're going to bed and when you're getting up. So when you're home, when you're not home, in the morning and at night. Basically, he's saying, talk about these things all the time. Repeat them again and again. To whom? Not to each other, not to yourself, not to your spouse. Repeat them to your children. As we raise our children, it is so very important that we put God, we put the Bible, we put these commands, as the scripture says it, in our children's lives all day, every day. When they're home, which is most days now, when we're not home, when we're getting up, when we're going to bed, all day, every day, we have to put these things, this word of God, into our children's lives. Notice that it does not say, you have to commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands that I've given you today, and you must take your children to the tabernacle daily so that the rabbis and the priests can teach them what they should know. It doesn't say that. It doesn't empower the priests or Levites or rabbis or anyone else who you would see as an authority figure in the religious world, it doesn't even give them a nod. It tells the parents, you must teach your children all day, every day. This is the parent's job. Obviously, I said that for years I was the director of children and youth ministries at Newark UPC. I don't apologize for that. Our job as a church, as a children's department, is to come alongside the parents and help them out. Notice I said help them out, not do their job for them, because there is no way for the church to do that job for you. It was given to you by God. It is an authority and it is a responsibility and we as a church cannot totally fill that gap. If there is a gap, we try to fill it. We do everything we can and we know of stories where that filling in the gap was enough. The, the bus kid or the kid who came to church with their neighbor or their aunt or whoever. Those are the exception though. That is not the general way it works. The way that children generally are raised in church and stay in church is because of their parents. So I'm going to help us today learn a few things, just a few tools, like Desi had shovels and Lily even had a shovel earlier on in the week. I'm going to talk about a few tools, a few ways of doing this, putting the Bible, putting the Word of God 
into your child's life as you walk by the way, as your home, as you get up and as you go to bed. The first most important thing for teaching your child is good modeling. If you want your child to be involved in sports, you get them involved in sports. If you want them involved in music, you get them involved in music. If you want your child to be kind, you have to show them kindness. How? By modeling it. They need to see kindness in your life and show them how to do it. Not by sitting them down and giving them a lesson, but by them seeing you being kind to others. If you want your children to submit and obey, you need to show them in your life how to submit and obey, whether that be to another family member, whether that be to authority figures in our society, whatever that is, whatever that looks like, anybody that you want your child to obey, you need to show them how to obey. Um, again, there's nothing more powerful than modeling for a child, for good or for bad. We all know that it's very, very powerful. It's not just genetics that makes a kid like his parents. It is a lot, a lot of that environment, that nurturing, that modeling. So how do you do it? How do you put that into their child's life besides modeling, which we should be doing anyway, we should be living a good life because it's the right thing to do, not just to teach our kids. So do I sit my kid down and teach, preach him a 30 minute sermon every day? Is that what we need? Do I sit my kid down, my five-year-old, and who's learning to read and I hand them a KJV Bible and I say, sit in this chair and don't get up until you've read three chapters of Romans. No, that is not what we need to do. That is not an effective way to teach your children. And it has to be age appropriate. So you don't have your kid, your five-year-old, try to read KJV Romans. It's not going to work. You can get age-appropriate Bibles. They have children's Bibles that have nicely drawn pictures and short little easy language stories. Um, there are many, many different ones on the market. Find ones that work for your kid. Even tweenagers or young teenagers, there are special Bibles for them. I have one that's called a, a illustrated Jewish Bible that has extra archaeology and history notes on the side by Dorling Kindersley Publishers. There, there are many, many different kinds of Bibles out there. One resource that you can use is, of course, Amazon is always good, but a way to find these things is used to be a Bible bookstore, but most of those are closed now. I would recommend you go to Christian Book Distributors. I believe they're christianbooks.com but it's CBD or Christian Book Distributors. And they have all kinds of resources that you can either order from them or, as I do, I, I'll find the resource and then do a price check. But Christian Book Distributors is a great resource that you can use for a lot of the things I'm going to recommend. The How do you then put that Bible reading into your child's life? There are many, many ways to do it. The way we have done it, one of the ways we have done it as a family is every night we get together and we read some out of a Bible. And when the kids were younger, it was a children's Bible. 
Uh, now it's just a regular, we happen to be reading the message right now with the kids. But find a Bible that's easy to read. Uh, maybe for kids, it has pictures. If you have kids of various ages, maybe you take turns. I don't know. Maybe you read some from each Bible each night. You have to decide that. But put the Bible into their life at some point in the day. The way we do it is we read the Bible and we pray. That doesn't mean I pray a big long prayer or my husband reads a big, it says a big long prayer. It means that we each take turns praying and even a small child can say a prayer. I encourage you don't have the child memorize a prayer that they then say. Have them model for them again how to thank God, how to ask God for things, how to worship him. That's going to be a different week when we study that way of digging. But put prayer, put Bible reading, and then we as a family, that's since we're all together, sometimes we'll even discuss family matters there that have nothing to do with the Bible or prayer or anything like that. We, you know, we have these three places to go tomorrow and we have two cars and how are we going to fix that? Or the two kids had an argument today and we need to discuss it, whatever. Those kind of things are great also to handle during this evening devotional time. We call it family altar. You can call it whatever you want. But it's good to come together as a family and have some time where you share in the Word of God and in prayer. And that's a great way of modeling. Bible quizzing, as your children get a little bit older, 8, 9, 10, even 12, 13, 14, Bible quizzing is a great way to get the Word of God into their lives, into their hearts. They end up with great friends who also have the Word of God in their hearts and in their in their brains they as teenagers need those healthy friends just like we need a good diet that isn't this is our chicken you need a good diet of friends for your kids provide good friends that have healthy habits as well if they're in a public school and this the music teacher comes around and says would you like to be in band or orchestra please, I'm doing a plug here as a music director, please say yes. It's free music lessons. There's research that shows your kid will do better in school, everything from math to language to everything, if they have some music in their life. And then we can get them involved in church orchestra where they also have healthy friends, healthy adults modeling things to them, good work ethic, all kinds of things. So, Find a way for your child to be involved in the life of the church. If they're just coming in and sitting on a pew, or if they are just coming in and watching a video once a night, uh, every night of the week, they're not part of the church. They need to have the church be their church. So find a way for them to contribute, whether it's picking up communion cups afterwards, um, cleaning up every child once they walk and understand, can pick up a little bit of trash here and there. So make sure they are part of the church. They are contributing and it is their church. Guard them on the internet and guard them at playdates. That's a totally different discussion also. There are a lot of resources as far as videos, CDs, DVDs. I know we're kind of beyond that in the world today, beyond DVDs and CDs. And when I was a parent of little kids, that was a lot of what we used. But 
um, there are still formats where these same things are available. Back in our day, we did a lot of VeggieTales. Max Licato has uh, a couple of different series that are excellent. One with uh, Punchinello called You Are Special. That's great for adults too. A little caterpillar that was named Hermie and he learned a lot of great lessons. Frank Peretti, who is a book author of, of adult Christian literature, um, has a series called Wild and Wacky Totally True Bible Stories, and he is a total goofball, but he tells the Bible stories in such a way that they will stick with the kids. Phil Vischer, who is the one who came up with VeggieTales, and if I'm recommending VeggieTales, let me say, get the old VeggieTales, VeggieTales was bought out and Phil Vischer no longer controls him. So he's gone on to do other things. His series, What's in the Bible? I think he has a few other things that you can use. Everything he does I've seen has a high level of quality to it. And I recommend that. I think he may even have a subscription service now. I'm not sure. Check that out. Focus on the Family provides Adventures in Odyssey. I think that is mainly an audio series probably on the internet now. Uh, that's always good as well. Good high quality stuff. But it comes to a lot more than plopping your kid in front of a video. It is about modeling. The church can come alongside you. We are providing everything we can possibly do. We have the Kids Hub on newarkupc.info with lots of videos and lots of songs. And I appreciate Kiara Horn for putting those together for us. They are a great resource during this time when, honestly, maybe your kids are driving you a little crazy and you don't want to give them more brain candy, as I called it. You want to have a little something more nutritious. Those videos are wonderful and they're free. So take advantage of them. KBN, when we come back together, please bring your kids to KBN so that we can learn and they can, again, have good friends. Excuse me, good friends. Uh, Sundays, online, whatever we're doing, small groups, have your kids involved. But if you look at the amount of time that your child is involved in the church and that we have access to your child versus the amount of time that the child is with you, you can see why the church can only do so much. It is really powerful, powerful, powerful for you as a parent to teach your child as they are at home and as they are not at home, as they get up and as they go to bed. You have so much power and so much responsibility. Again, it is important that we not feed our child a variety of various snack foods. Sorry, that's probably very noisy on the video. I apologize. It is important that we give our children a healthy, spiritual diet where they see good modeling, they see good things in their life, and they can learn those commands that we want them to learn. I appreciate you for listening to me again. I hope that you have learned something even as adults. We as adults need to have a good healthy diet of things as well and not fill our life with junk food spiritually. So let's work on providing our kids good modeling, providing our kids good resources, and helping them to grow 
into good, healthy adults and also know how to dig their own well when they do become adults. Thank you for listening to me tonight. Let's end with a prayer. Thank you, God, for being with us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for our children, for those responsibilities that we have, and also the authority, the power we have to help our children know how to dig wells and know how to be contributors to the kingdom of God. Help us as parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents, neighbors, Sunday school teachers, all of those things. Help us to bring up our kids in the way that they should go and provide them with healthy, nutritious, spiritual diets. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a good evening. We'll see you tomorrow night for Friday Night with Friends. Regina, thank you for speaking to us about the importance of engaging our children in the Word. That's true stuff. Well, before I get off tonight, let me remind you that it's not too late to enter our contest for a $25 Amazon gift card. If you'd like to enter, go to newarkupc.info, go to the Bible Study Contest card, watch all the videos from our August 2019 Big Group series entitled Understanding Your Bible, then go back in and enter your name for the drawing. You must watch the videos by the end of May. Also, while you're at newarkupc.info, go to our giving card. Be faithful in your giving. Submit your prayer and praise reports. And if you're not in a small group, get in one. Quit holding out. You're missing out on some good stuff. This series, we're studying the fruit of the Spirit. So you don't want to miss that. Lastly, join us tomorrow evening for Friday with Friends, where we interview someone who most of you know and love. I look forward to seeing you then. God bless and have a great night.